Hi everyone and welcome along to the Ergonomically Speaking podcast. The podcast aims to help you reduce and even eliminate work-related discomfort. I'm your host, Neve Pentony of Boyne Ergonomics, and thank you so much for joining me. I really do hope in this episode that you're going to find some information that is useful to you or useful to the employees that you look after in the workplace to keep everybody well and healthy while working. A little side note before I dive into this episode, apologies if the sound is a little bit funny or if my voice is a little bit off or I have to stop a couple of times. Um, I currently have COVID at the moment and that has derailed my plans a little bit. I had hoped to record a few episodes in a local podcast studio that we have here in my town, but that has had to be parked for a couple of weeks um, until this COVID is gone. And also it's having a little bit of an impact on my voice and on my throat. I am generally well. But it is definitely impacting my voice and my throat a little bit. Um, So hopefully we'll be back to normal in the next episode. The topic I am covering in this episode, as you know from the title, it's probably the second most commonly asked question I find when I'm doing my assessments. And it's the sit-stand workstation. And what I'm most commonly asked is firstly, are they worth the investment? Secondly, Are they actually going to have any positive impact on my lower back pain? So what I plan to go through in this episode is firstly, the different types of sit-stand workstation options that you have, um, because, you know, different options work best for different people. And then I'm also going to cover how you can get the most out of your sit-stand workstation and how to make sure that you're using it properly to get the benefit of it. Because like any piece of equipment, any piece of uh, equipment when you're working, if you're not using it properly, you're not going to get the benefit from it and you could actually cause more problem than you're actually trying to solve. So it is important with any piece of equipment that we are using it properly. When it comes to sit-stand workstations, you've got two options if you're a DSE user. You've got your sit-stand desktop adapter And then you've got your sit-stand or height adjustable workstation. With a sit-stand desktop adapter, as the name kind of alludes to, it is a unit, a sit-stand unit that sits on top of your current desk. So you continue to use your current work surface, but this adapter will allow you to work in both the seated and the standing position. And these are a really handy option for people who are working from home who maybe planning on only working from home temporarily or two days a week and they want to be able to maybe put the adapter away when they're not working or if they're very limited for space. Now, generally speaking, with the sit-stand adapters, you can get them that they can be increased in height either using a spring mechanism or by an electronic adjustment. Either or, different brands have different modes of adjustment. Usually, they come in three different styles. So you can have your height adjustable platform. So this is a single platform. For example, the Oploft sit-stand adapter or one of its variations or one of its copies. And this is where the monitor, the keyboard and the mouse are all on the one surface. And that surface increases in height. The other option is a split level desktop adapter. And this is where as the name suggests, 
the monitor or the laptop sits on one level and then underneath it on a lower level you have a keyboard tray for the keyboard and the mouse and the other option that's available now since the shift to working from home is the wooden sit-stand adapter and this is a unit that sits on top of your desk it has different levels of lats or holes and it has two shelves one for your monitor or keyboard or laptop and one for your keyboard and your mouse and you can position these shelves at different levels for when you're standing and when when you're sitting um those are the three options that you have available when it comes to a sit-stand desktop adapter a couple of considerations i will say with them firstly if you're looking to buy a sit-stand adapter to use either at home or in the office measure the surface area of the current desk and then get the dimensions of the adapter that you're looking to buy to make sure the adapter will fit on the surface that you plan on using it on i've definitely seen over the last two years cases where people have bought sit-stand adapters off the internet but they're too big for the desk that they're going to use so parts of the adapter are overhanging the desk surface and that's not really safe or stable so it's really really important that if you are going to purchase a sit-stand desktop adapter then it's going to fit on the desk that you're going to use and this can be a problem for people especially anyone who's working from home using like a small study desk or a shallow work surface i find a lot of the adapters available are actually too big to be used on these surfaces so that's very important the other thing to consider is because you're now putting your keyboard and mouse on another surface on top of your table they're going to be higher than they were before so it's really important to make sure that you adjust the height of your chair to match the new level of the keyboard to reduce the risk of shoulder discomfort when you are using the keyboard and the mouse in the seated position so remember now we always kind of want our elbow when our shoulders are relaxed and our hands are on our keyboard or our hands are on the mouse we want the elbow to be at 90 degrees and a straight line from the elbow to the hand this can be a problem when you start to use a desktop adapter because the keyboard and mouse are now higher like i said so make sure to adjust your seat height to accommodate the new keyboard position where i think desktop adapters come in really handy is if somebody is working from home like i said a little bit limited for space and the job involves a lot of video calls i find they're great for to allow for an ease of adjustment between seated and standing standing for the video calls and sitting for your typing and keyboard tasks the reason for that is I find not with all models, I will say, but definitely with some models, the keyboard tray can be quite small, especially if somebody is using a standard keyboard and not a compact keyboard, which means there's not a whole lot of room to rest the arms in between typing or in between mousing tasks. Um, and I find the shoulder muscles have to do a lot of work to hold the arms in position when you are using the keyboard and using the mouse. So I find a desktop adapter, again, this is just my experience, but I find they work really well for use during video calls. So you can stand, you're not so static, you're not really typing or using the mouse, you're kind of just there, you're present on the screen. And then to bring it back down into the seated position when you want to launch into your typing tasks or your mouse tasks or your document work. That ease of adjustment doesn't really exist with the wooden sit-stand adapters. Um, what I will say is I do have one myself. I did invest when I saw them coming out at the start of COVID. I was intrigued and I was interested in the design and I got my hands on one just to see what they were like. For me, I use it if I'm going to be doing like a webinar or a bit of teaching or something because I find I prefer to do that in a standing position. 
but I just don't find it easy to adjust. I don't find it easy to set up. And you like your back can get very sore from a day of standing. So to be honest, although the wooden ones look good, um, I wouldn't really recommend them. I have to be honest, it's not something I'd recommend. I would go for one of the more standard spring adjusted ones if that was my option. If I had to pick a sit-stand adapter. The next type of sit-stand workstation, and to be honest, this would always be my preference and my first choice for somebody, is your standard sit-stand or height adjustable desk. The reason for this is, at least with a sit-stand desk, the whole work surface comes up towards you when you're standing. So if there is something you need when you're in a standing position, you don't have to bend down to get it. The desktop adapters have limited surface area. You may not be able to fit all of your high use equipment on it, your frequent use equipment on it. And that may mean that you have to bend forward every now and then when you're in a standing position to access something that's on your desk. At least with the sit stand desk, the whole surface comes up and the whole surface goes back down. So everything is always within easy reach. There's two type of adjustments for a sit-stand desk. The first is the crank operated. So these are desks that have a crank normally on the right-hand side that you pull out and twist normally clockwise to get it into the standing position and anti-clockwise to get it into the seated position. And then you have your electronically adjustable models. Some of these come with just an up and a down button and then the other models can come with where you can actually preset the height into them. So you can set your standing height and set your seated height. Both are good options, but what I do say is if you can afford it, I would always go for the electronically adjustable one. You want your workstation to be as easy to adjust as possible to make sure that you are frequently changing your posture. With the crank operated desks, it can take a lot of twisting to get it into the standing position and a lot of twisting to get it back down into the seated position. And some people just find it's too fatiguing on the shoulder, it's too much effort, and therefore they're not frequently adjusting between the seated and the standing posture, which kind of defeats the purpose of having it. Now, the cranky operating ones I do find good if you are someone who is quite tall, like six, two and over, because it means that you can get it to a really, really good seated height for you because you normally need a desk that is taller than the average desk. A crank operated sit-down desk, at least you can adjust it to the right seated height for you, even if you're not going to use it in a standing position. You can actually get it into a good seated position for you if you're tall. The other thing I will say, traditionally, definitely pre-COVID, sit-stand desks were quite big. Like a lot of them were the size of a standard office desk. You know, you're 160 wide by 80 centimeters deep. And a lot of people working from home, myself included, just don't have the space for that kind of desk. Not everybody has a spare room. Not everybody has a home office. Some people are still working from corners of the living room or corners of the bedroom, and that's totally fine. One of the things I've seen over the last two years, though, is a really big increase in the range of dimensions that you can get a sit-stand desk in. So no longer are they just the 180 or the 160 by 80 deep. You can now get them in widths of 140 centimetres, 120 centimetres, 100 centimetres, and I've even seen one that is 80 centimetres wide. And can be used in the seated and the standing position. So this means that a lot more people could actually get a sit-stand desk into the current workspace at home, which means that the adapters are no longer the only option for somebody working from home who's limited in space. And the other thing I'll say is 
again over the last two or three years the price has come down so it used to be before that the sit stand adapter was the more economic option compared to the desk but this is not always the case i have seen you can get get desks now for fairly similar prices to some of the better adapters um, and it depends really what you want to use it for but whether it's a sit stand adapter or whether it's a sit stand desk what you need to make sure is one it's easy to adjust so that you actually will adjust between the seated and the standing position frequently during the day and two that you have the surface area or the space in the room available to accommodate whatever model you're looking to get and those are the important things to consider my preference as i said would always be the sit stand desk option because at least the whole desk is increasing in height and that means that all your frequent use equipment is within easy reach so if you do make the decision that you are going to go for a sit stand workstation as i said what i would say is go for electronically adjustable if you can because it's easier to adjust it's less stress on the body to adjust because like an electronically adjustable sit stand desktop adapter you don't have to raise it up or lower it down you just have to push a button and the unit comes up and the unit goes down and also usually as i said with the desk some models you can actually preset the heights into it that it's one touch to get it to standing one touch to get it to seated and you don't have to watch your elbow position every time because it's preset you want this to be as little effort as possible to adjust to make sure that you're going to use it frequently and how frequently should we use it how frequently should we be adapting between sitting and standing okay what i always say is it depends what you're doing so if you're just doing like document work and typing and using your mouse i would always aim for about 30 minutes of sitting stand to begin with for about 10 minutes and then step away for a minute or two and come back to the workstation so go get a glass of water go to the printer go do something else and come back to your workstation working in the standing position can be fatiguing if you're not used to it and what normally happens is if you're not used to it and you stand for too long what happens is you drop all your weight onto one side you bend one knee you drop your weight and you lock the other leg other knee and that means that the majority of your body weight is coming through one hip and one knee and then we usually shift positions a couple of seconds or a couple of minutes later either way we have uneven weight distribution when we're standing and we have adverse postures of the hip and the knee so i find that starting with little gradual periods of standing and building up to it is really really useful to make sure that you have a good posture so my general if you're typing i would go for maximum 30 minutes sitting but definitely a maximum no more than 45 stand for 10 15 minutes and then step away go do something else and come back now that's if you're doing typing tasks and document work and emails what i'll say though is if you're in video calls where you're not typing and you're not really using the mouse a little bit here and there but you're not doing a whole lot of document work you're in a video call there's nothing wrong with standing for that 30 minutes of a video call or 45 minutes because I find that when you're on calls or if you're in webinars, you're not static standing. You're not standing still in front of the keyboard with your elbows at 90 degrees. You're shuffling from side to side. You're talking with your hands. You're moving around. It's a lot more freeing to stand in a video call. And because you're not static standing, 
you could get away with standing for a little bit longer. But if your job involves a high level of video calls, I would always tell people to look at their diary in the morning, plan what calls they're going to stand for and get the movement in that way. And you can stand for more than 10 or 15 minutes if it's a video call because you're not static standing. You can shift your weight, but in a way that is less stressful on the body compared to dropping your weight to one side if you're standing typing on a keyboard. The most important thing, though, is look, listen to your body. If you feel yourself starting to slouch or lean to one side when you're standing, come back down. The same when you're sitting. If you find yourself leaning to one side, slouching, rounding down on the desk when you're sitting, stand up, listen to your body's cues. Your body will always tell you when it needs to move. It's just because of our desk-based jobs, a lot of us have been conditioned to just kind of ignore it. So don't. If you've got the sit-stand desk and you can adjust it, do that and step away from the desk. Don't forget it for a minute or two, at least, you know, once every 45 minutes to an hour, depending on what you're doing. But as I said, standing for video calls, I find much easier than standing and typing. I find it less stressful on the body and I find you're less likely to stand in poor posture. So make sure you're changing frequently. The second thing is make sure your desk is at the right height for you when you're sitting and when you're standing. So we've covered seated DSE posture before. And the best height for any surface is that when you have your hand resting on your keyboard and you have the shoulders relaxed, your elbow is at 90 degrees and you have a straight line from your elbow to your keyboard or to your mouse. That is the same when standing. So if your desk is too high for you when you're standing, you're going to either abduct the shoulders, bring the elbows away from the body, or you're going to tense the shoulders, bringing the elbows in line with the desk, but having the shoulders tensed. If you have the surface too low for you, you're going to end up leaning down on the desk with the forearms. So again, when you're in the seated and when you're in the standing position, when you rest your hand on the mouse, your elbows should be level with the mouse, level with your tabletop when your shoulder is relaxed. There should be no dip in the elbow and you shouldn't have to lean down on the table with your back to get your forearms on the table. And a lot of people ask me, well, what about adjusting the monitor position? You shouldn't have to because your torso height is consistent. So really, if you have it set up properly, you shouldn't have to adjust the monitor. It should be in the right position for you, whether you're sitting or whether you're standing. Um, another tip is when you're standing, your belly button is the same level as your elbow in most people. So your belly button can also be used as a guide to make sure your desk is the right height when you're standing up. Um, what I will say, though, about monitor position, if you're using a whole sit-stand desk, you shouldn't have to adjust the monitor. But if you're using an adapter, I have found sometimes people have to adjust the monitor position a little bit, depending on the model and depending how you have it placed. Um, and I do say if you're using a laptop, it should be on a stand also, whether it's on an adapter or a desk. The laptop should never be flat on your surface because it's very hard to get that position right. When you're standing, we are aiming to keep our hips level. So like I said, when we get tired, we tend to drop our weight to one side or bend a knee. You know, we shuffle around and we get uneven weight distribution between the hips. And I find this, I do this all the time, even in the kitchen. If I'm prepping, I find after a few seconds, I tend to drop my weight to one side or drop my weight to the other side. But 
what happens is, as I said, uneven weight distribution. And that's going to cause strain on the body. The one thing I've learned over the last few years is that a footrest can be so handy or even a box to have underneath your desk. So when you're standing, put your foot, so have the footrest or the box in front of you. Put your foot on the box. And after, when you feel ready, swap over, change and put the other foot. So this is particularly useful if you're standing and you're doing your typing and your mouse tasks. Not really needed so much if you're on video calls because you've got that freedom to move and shuffle from side to side. But definitely when you're typing, it means that you can shift the weight around. But you're shifting the weight forward. Your hips are staying aligned. The weight is going forward and coming back. Swap leg going forward and coming back. So you're getting a change in standing position. You're getting to shift the weight, but you're keeping your hips aligned. So you're not getting an uneven distribution of weight through one hip or through one knee. So a footrest, not just useful for us shorties who are sitting at the desk, also great to have if you use a sit-stand desk. Have it on the desk, a footrest or even a small box, it doesn't have to be anything big, or a yoga brick will do the job lovely as well. Just somewhere in front of you to put your feet. But when you get that need to move, and shift your weight you're shifting it forward and you have your hips aligned you're reducing the risk of straining your hips and you're reducing your risk of straining your lower back people ask me should they use anti-fatigue mats that's something i get asked a lot what i say is if you're planning to stand more than you sit at this workstation and you're on a surface that is hard so you have like hard wooden flooring or concrete flooring or tiles then yes an anti-fatigue mat is really useful. It just takes some of this discomfort and helps to reduce fatigue in the legs. It is, it's absorbing. So it just means that you're keeping muscles activated, you're reducing fatigue, and you're also reducing discomfort. But what I do say is, if you're using an anti-fatigue mat, you'll have to wear your shoes. If you're going to be working at the desk in a standing position, wear shoes. Wear supportive shoes, trainers or runners, if you have them that support your arches. Just again, to take some of the strain off the body, I just find it's much better to wear shoes. And I find when people work from home, a lot of us work from home in our socks or work from home in our slippers, I can get discomfort after, you know, a few minutes from standing because we're in the one position. Wearing shoes, comfortable shoes with arch support. Um, if you're in the office and you're not allowed to wear runners, you know, use inserts in your shoes if you're going to be standing just to help absorb some of the tension, to absorb some of the work and to take some of the strain off the body when we're standing. Um, like you will see this in workplaces where people who stand all day, footwear is very important to reduce discomfort. So it's the same if you plan on standing for a large portion of your day and you, especially if you're on a hard floor, I would recommend getting an anti-fatigue mat. And make sure you are wearing footwear. You're wearing supportive footwear on your feet. One of the risks, though, that I have to say I find with set stand desks is there is a mindset I have found that if I'm using a sit stand desk, I don't need to take breaks from the desk. Sure, aren't I changing my posture from sitting to standing? And I want to make this very clear using a sit stand desk is not. A substitute for taking breaks from the desk. If you think about it, yes, when you move from sitting to standing, your leg posture changes, 
your lower back muscle use changes, you're taking some of the strain off the back, but your upper back, neck and shoulders are still in the same position when you're typing, when you're using the mouse. Your eyes are still looking at the screen. But to be honest, your upper body does not get a huge amount of a break when you change from seat to standing position. Like realistically, it just doesn't. The lower body gets all the benefit, the upper body not so much. So I do find sits and desks are not really a good option or a great option. They're not going to change anything, I find, when it comes to neck discomfort or shoulder discomfort, elbows and wrists. They just don't. There's no huge benefit to it. If you suffer from low back issues or sciatica, anything, any issues with the lower back that's aggravated by prolonged sitting, absolutely a sit and desk is a good option. But it does not replace taking breaks from the desk. If you're using a sit-down workstation, you still need to be leaving the desk at least once every 45 minutes just to go get a glass of water, go to the printer, you know, go answer the front door, anything at all to give your neck, your back, upper back, shoulders, arms, hands a break from the keyboard and the mouse. Give your eyes a break from looking at the screen. So absolutely, they have a role to play in getting you a little bit more active at the workstation. They have a role to play in relieving discomfort in the lower back, the hips, the lower limbs, the hamstrings, any hamstring tightness, that kind of thing. But they are not the be all and end all when it comes to health at the workstation. They are a useful tool, but micro breaks are so important. You need to be leaving your desk at least once every 45 minutes, even just for a minute or two. So I can't, as with everything, to do with ergonomics, you can't give a definitive yes or no on whether a sit-stand desk is worth the investment or whether a sit-stand desk is of any huge benefit because it really, really depends on the tasks, the person and the environment, as with everything. But what I will say is if it's used correctly and with micro breaks, then it can be a good option for you if you have lower back discomfort if you have tightness in the hamstrings or if you have any problems with the hips, they are a good option if used correctly with good posture and regular micro breaks. So I hope that was useful to some of you out there who are either considering getting a sit-stand workstation or already have one, but you're not really too sure if you're using it correctly. Frequent movement between sitting and standing is your best bet. Use your elbow or your belly button as your guide to make sure it's at the right height for you. And take your micro breaks and that will help to hopefully to reduce any symptoms or discomfort associated with working at the desk especially in the lower back and the hips and any hamstring tightness what i plan on getting into in the next episode is we're going to start looking at keyboards and mice computer mice mouses never really sure what to call it but we're going to start delving into those and looking at the different type of keyboards you can get and the pros and cons and the different types of computer mouse that you can get and the pros and cons that's the plan for the next episode. Thank you so much for joining me for this. I do hope the sound is not too bad. Um, my voice is not too annoying with this COVID. And I really hope there was some useful information in there for you. And I will talk to you guys next time. Bye.